Speedway proudly presents Rapid on Racing, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program is brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States, here's Rapid on Racing. This is the Banker Bob Thought of the Week for June 7th. A cold seat in a public restroom might be unpleasant, but a warm seat in a public restroom is even worse. Good evening, fans, and welcome once again to Wrapping on Racing, June 7, 2021. Welcoming my co-host, Dave Oliveri. Dave, thanks for joining us. Well, and it's always a pleasure, and it's even better now that you're back in western Pennsylvania. I'm loving it. Hey, our guests tonight include Jennerstown Speedway General Manager Billy Rebar, Asphalt Modified Driver Doug Glessner. Uh, we have comments from Dave Dragovich and Ted Lusick at Jennerstown Speedway. Uh, Mike Rizzitano, the Regional Operations Director for Cranberry Township, Allegheny Valley, Butler County, all of number one Cochrane Automotive. I have a nice interview with late model driver Clayton Kennedy, and Lenny Batiki spoke with Hudson O'Neill on the Show Me 100 winner. I liked your Victory Lane interview with Michael Norris. Yeah, Michael's just a great guy, and every time he gets a chance to race, and he you know pulls off a win, it's always nice to get down there to talk to Michael and his dad. And I understand he was very busy, but took the time, stopped what he was doing, so that he could talk to you. It's true. He was, uh, and we will get into that to the interview. But yeah, I just—he's uh, a busy man. He has a mission. But uh, like you said, when you and I come down to talk to Norris's, they always have a few minutes for us. Holly Bell, Holly talked with the Trobe Sprint winner Jay Camola and late model winner Michael Ott. Bill Korch has a special report on the Ed Laboon Memorial. Now you were there and you got to experience all this, but I understand it was a long night at Pittsburgh. It was, Don. When you get a touring series that comes in, and 
And, and unfortunately, you know, weather may have played a little bit too. It was extremely warm. Usually for the Laboon race, you have some inclement weather, but you, you know, you had a great field of cars, and there were some mishaps, and that's to be done from guys that don't week their own, race there on a weekly basis. But in the end, a great finish, and it will be interesting to hear, hear Bill's report. Uh, Jim Zufall will have his weekly report from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Tom Lang will cover the PDRA action at Summit Motorsports Park. You know, Don, I had an opportunity, as you, know, you alluded to earlier, to make it up to Lernerville Speedway on Friday. And you were there for the first time this year, and I had a chance to walk around and, and, and talk to the sprint car drivers. And I have a nice interview with Jock. Josh Bachman coming up, but uh, big shout out to Tyler Beekner and, and Don. You've watched so many of these; they're young men now, but you watched him grow up as kids. And Tyler took it upon himself to resurrect the Western PA Sprint Week, which has been I don't know how many years dormant. But uh, in addition to some great racing, they fortunately they lost races at Mercer and Thunder Mountain on Wednesday and Thursday, but. You know, racing Friday at Lernerville, Saturday at Sharon, and Sunday at Tri-City. But in addition to the nice purse that there's available for the local drivers, Don, I'm just going to go over the top three. But the point fund pays 2500 for first, 1500 for second, and 1000 for third. And this is the first year that Tyler's done this. Lernerville also had a bus race that was a tribute to Jim Roenick. Uh, Jim was very involved at Lernerville Speedway for many, many years, and it was just something that the family wanted to do to pay tribute to him. Hey, we're going to talk about uh, Jennerstown. It was kind of nice. Dave and Beth Dragovich were there. Uh, Ted Lusick, my IT guy, was there, and we were in the VIP uh, box up there. Billy Rebar rolled out the red carpet. The place was packed. The, the, the grandstands were packed. 21 super late models, a really good race, and uh, Corey uh, Casagrande picked up the win, and he was so happy, he said he's just going to park the car. He's not going to touch it till uh, the next race. It's going to be there in two weeks. Yeah, just uh, I had heard that Corey was coming in, and you know he's raced there on several times, and him and Billy Rebar have, uh, have bonded real well. And the, the thing that's time to time, Don, and it happened last year, you got drivers from different states. You know, when Corey made a really long tow, I think he's from the Connecticut area, you had guys that came up there last year from North Carolina. They see a track like Jennerstown, and it's a pre- predominant, just preeminent track that's out there, and these guys want to race there, and it helps them for when the bigger races come up in in. in July and at the end of the in August for the the Masters, they want to be prepared. Corey got up at four o'clock in the morning, and it was an eight-hour drive to get to the track. And uh, you'll hear part of uh, his explanation in the Victory Lane uh, interview that I have for you. And want to remind everybody, Wrapping on Racing is available every Monday night at six p.m. on Apple TV, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher or RappinOnRacing.com. The program is available 24-7, 365 days out of the year. And if you miss any of it, again, want to remind you, you can go to Apple TV or RappinOnRacing.com. We want to thank Jennerstown Speedway, the title sponsor for Rapping on Racing, and our marketing partners, Alternative Power Sources, Environmental Air Incorporated, plus Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. 
RPS Financial Solutions, Toma Meat Market, and Zarin Truck and Automotive. And a special thank you to you, Dave Oliveri, my co-host, and our reporters, Howie Bayless, Lenny Baticki, Tyler Harris, Bill Korch, Tom Lang, and Jim Zufall. Also, special thanks to our senior engineers and technical advisors, Bill Korch, Ted Lusick, and Gary Scott, along with Bob Miller, our multimedia data collection facilitator. I was looking at the weather report, and it doesn't look very promising for the upcoming week. Yeah, uh, when we get warm weather, we're blessed, and we were blessed this weekend. But I guess weather is a science, and I guess you got a 50-50 chance it's going to rain or it's going to be warm. So hopefully we'll err on the side if it's the, the warmer side, wetter than the wet side, Don. Dave, I want to thank you. Excellent work this week. You have a nice evening. We'll talk to you later. You do the same as well. History made at the 105th running of the Indianapolis 500. Before a crowd of over 135,000, the largest crowd to attend an event in the United States since the pandemic began last year, the traditional 33 drivers took the green flag on May 30th at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Hole sitter Scott Dixon led the front row to the green flag, but fellow front row members Colton Herta and Rydus VK both passed Dixon, with VK leading early. The first 30 laps stayed green, but when the first pit stops occurred, Stefan Wilson spun in the pits, and the other cars moved to avoid him. Pit road was closed for a few laps, and when Dixon pitted, he was out of fuel, and his car wouldn't refire. That put him a lap behind. Herta took the lead after the stops, but hometown favorite Connor Daly moved up to grab the top spot on lap 50. He remained there after the next round of pit stops as the race neared the halfway mark. When cars pitted and cycled for the third time, Graham Rahal led for eight laps, but disaster struck for him after his pit stop when a loose wheel came off the car, causing him to crash. That wheel hit Daly's car, causing damage and ending his chance for the win. Chip Ganassi driver Alex Pelot grabbed the lead after the caution for Rahal and was still up front after the cars went through the pit stops with less than 40 laps remaining. That's when three-time winner Helio Castroneves challenged and then took over the lead. And it was a battle between he and Pelot for the remainder of the race. Pelot jumped out in front with 10 laps to go, but with just two laps remaining, Castroneves made his move down the front stretch, passing Pelot, and then using potential lap traffic to hold off Pelot to win his fourth Indianapolis 500, tying him with A.J. Foyt, Al Unzer, and Rick Mears for the most at Indy. That set off a wild celebration with Castroneves and his crew climbing the front stretch fence and Helio running up and down the track to wave to and thank the fans. After the race, Castroneves talked about his race strategy. The car was so good, and um, so I just have to make sure that I stay there in the end. Once the pit cycles uh, came in, I was uh, in second place with Palou. Uh, Pato came to play a little bit and um i was like just just keep doing what i'm doing and understanding what i need to do i lost too many races for the second place here and i was like this is not going to be the day and about the pass for the win my strong corners were both two and four i knew that and uh, it's just a matter of like waiting for the right opportunity so when i saw the traffic there was a bunch of it actually i was like that's it i'm not gonna wait because i need that traffic to pull me so that I can get the same speed. And when I made the move, I said, that's it. Now I just, because uh, uh, when I saw Hunter Ray in front of me, I'm like, 
is he going to block? Is he going to, what, what is he going to do? You know, I don't know. So I kind of like time again and make sure that Palou wouldn't, wouldn't uh, dive on me. And um, it was perfect. So um, just kept, kept on it and uh, make the right tools, change the car a little bit. And man, when I crossed the finish line, I was like, can you believe it? <laughs> I don't believe it. They don't believe it. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was talking to myself. So it was really fun. Of course, Castro Nevis had to do that fence climb. Yeah, that was really nice to see the fans climbing the fans, celebrating. Um, I did say uh, probably, uh, probably uh, some interviews uh, before the race that I would love to have uh, the fans climb with me, and uh, they, they happened. So great moment uh, for everyone. Hello did a great job to finish second, but was disappointed not to get the win. It hurts. It hurts a lot. Um, I didn't expect that the second place would hurt that much. Um, until I cross the finish line. Um, but I'm super proud, super happy. I think uh, the number 10 NTT data car was, was super fast. I, I had the best car, so for sure. As far as his thoughts on getting passed by Castro Nevis? When he passed me, I was like, oh, maybe that's going to be bad for me just because we, we were reaching the traffic. And as soon as you're on traffic, you're not P2 anymore. You are like P8. And when you are P8 on a pack, um, it was not easy to pass today. Um, so yeah, um, I still try it, fight for it, turn three, turn four, um, and it was not enough. So um, for sure, the traffic made the things a bit more difficult today, but um, that's part of racing. And it and at some other areas of the some other parts of the race, um, the traffic was helping me. So this time, Elio was a bit luckier at the end, but uh, yeah, he deserved it. The top 10 at the Indianapolis 500, Helio Castroneves getting that record-tying fourth win, Alex Blow finishing second, former winner Simon Pagino third, Patricio Award was fourth, the top finishing American driver Ed Carpenter was fifth, then sixth through tenth, Santino Ferrucci, seventh was Sage Karam with the best finish of his career at Indy, early leader Rhinus VK was eighth, Juan Pablo Montoya finished ninth, and Tony Kanaan was tenth. With a 20th place finish, Scott McLaughlin was named as the top rookie of the race. Reporting on the 105th running of the Indianapolis 500, I'm Bill Korch for Rapid on Racing. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Jennerstown Speedway. Since 1974, Environmental Air Incorporated has provided quality sheet metal and HVAC services in the greater Pittsburgh area. They're a commercial sheet metal contractor. Founded in 1974 by Glade Neal, Environmental Air is a family-owned union sheet metal company, currently managed by Paul and Craig Neal. The people of Environmental Air are both a team and a family. They believe customer service is important. They value their employees and know that together they can have a meaningful impact on each project or service they provide. Residential service is not available due to the magnitude of their commercial work. 47 years of excellent customer service is the foundation of this successful company. Environmental Air is located at 1100 McCartney Street, Pittsburgh, PA, 15220. For additional information, call 412-922-8988. Racers, race fans, or campers, are you looking for power on demand and excellent service? Then see our friends at Alternative Power Sources. Alternative Power Sources offers a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects from sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation. 
Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania, has proudly served homeowners and businesses in Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia since 1995. Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include Blue Star, Noller, Asco, Yamaha, Powertech, and Southeast Power Products. The sales force at Alternative Power Sources has over 60 years experience in the generator field, providing you with the best resources to design the generator package that meets your needs and specifications and to supply the top-of-the-line specified products. If power on demand and excellent service are important to you, then call Alternative Power Sources at 1-800-894-4455. And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Bill Freebar. Race fans, joining us now is Billy Rebar from the Jennerstown Speedway. Bill, good evening. How are you? I'm doing well, Don. Thanks for having me. I'll tell you how I'm doing. I was up there. Matter of fact, got there early uh, Saturday because I wanted to catch up and put a name with a face for a lot of the fellows I interviewed over the winter that I had never met. Doug Lesnar's a case in point. Then went around to see friends I've had for many years like Tom Golick, Jason Bush, and it was just really nice. But the highlight of the night was the late model feature. I mean, if I hadn't seen it, I wouldn't believe it, but it was just amazing. I think there maybe was one caution in 75 laps. Correct me on that if I'm wrong. That is correct, Don. You know, this is the first year in a, since the last seven years that we've took a management role over at the Speedway that we felt the need that we needed to provide the fans with multiple uh, extended lap racing events in the season. We felt that our late model count is strong enough, the competition's tough enough, and we wanted to provide that. So, this was the first of three extended lap races for the Martellus Pharmacy late models. Uh, it was in memorial of Lester Rushenberg, who was a uh, huge racer back in the Heidelberg days, car owner, and his son Greg was part of the Stone & Company team with Gary Wiltrout. So we put this together in his memory, and it did not disappoint. 21 Martellus Pharmacy late models were on the property once again, uh, representing four different states. We had Michigan, we had Ohio, we had PA, and that's the in Connecticut. I'm Connecticut. sorry. How did I forget yes. Connecticut? Yes. And you were right. We had one caution in a 75 lap feature for a spin out, and it was the most exciting short track late model race I've seen in quite some time. As soon as the night was over, uh, I made the comment that we need to get our live streaming up and running with Pit Road TV because this stuff could be put in a bottle and sold on shelves. That's how good the race was Saturday night at Jennerstown Speedway. It was excellent. And before I get too far along, uh, Les Reschenberg, I, I actually was going to Heidelberg when he was there with the poor boys. So I've known him since the uh, early 70s, where I knew him before he passed. Uh, and, and the team was appropriate. Poor boys. They didn't have any money, but they won the championship. They were excellent. Hard work. Good racer. Kenny Hempfield was his driver. So it was nice to have that tribute. Yeah, I think it was a great uh, tributation to you know celebrate what he has done as part of the sport. And I think, you know, actually his son Greg was there. And at the end of the night, he had his ashes in his pocket. So he said, Dad was here. So that was a pretty emotional moment to see that and as I said, they didn't disappoint. It was an amazing feature, hard racing all the way through the field. And when it came down to it on lap 75, Stafford, Connecticut's Corey Casagrande was in Stoney's victory lane. Uh, Corey has raced with us at the Motor Mountain Masters in the past. 
He has expressed very openly how much he loves racing at Jennerstown Speedway, how great it fits his driving style. He was the second fastest qualifier. We did time trial Saturday night. We did a four four position invert, and it took him, I believe, 50 laps, Don, and the car just kept coming to him, and everyone else just kept coming back. And once he made that pass with about 25 laps to go, he was gone. But the racing across the board, the competitiveness was unreal. And I actually was in a little different role Saturday night. I haven't been in a spotter stand in about 10 years, uh, but I was able to spot for a late model team Saturday night. And Man, you don't realize how fast the race goes when you're sitting there intensely watching. And uh, Jared Barclay, and uh, there we go, last week's winner, Jared Barclay, and Jeremy Schaefer, who's second in points right now, is side-by-side for like 30, 35 laps on. Uh, It was extremely impressive, the show that these guys put on all the way through the field, side-by-side, never touching. If you weren't excited after that late model race, you definitely don't have a pulse. And look at the end of the night, Don. There was 2,000 people in the pits afterwards. Corey comes up to me and goes, we live in Stafford, Connecticut, and we don't have this many people show up after the race. So the fans are inviting, the racers are inviting, and Jennerstown is really putting it on the map with the late model program. Well, you'll hear it. It's a short Victory Lane interview that Nate did with Casa Grande, and he said, I was giving my crew a bad time. He said, first of all, I couldn't find the chip. So then we had to change the gears. Then I had them put the wrong gears in. So finally, I guess the third time was a charm, and and they hit the right setup. But right out of the box, they had some things that needed taken care of. Before we get too far into the weeds here, the beginning of the show with the first responders and the people on horses was just incredible. I just got chills watching them and thinking about the dedication of these people and what they do all the time. Yes, and, you know, we take great pride in our special events at the Speedway. A couple weeks ago, we did Armed Forces Appreciation Night. Last week, the Will and Modified Tour, I think it was one of the best opening ceremonies I've ever seen at a short track that you could watch on NBC Track Pass if you want to play it back. But this past Saturday, Somerset Trust Company, our close friends there, sponsored their annual Emergency Service Appreciation Night. Opening ceremonies was dedicated to the late Sheriff Brad Kramer, who lost the battle with cancer here in April. And Casey Flegel, the 113 Street Stock and the Ron's Division Street Stock Division, he paraded around with the American flag uh, as he carries Brad Kramer on the hood of his car. Uh, Acting Chief Deputy uh, Dusty Weir was on the property. We had the mounted posse. I think there was almost 20 20, uh, deputies mounted on horseback, which was fantastic. Beautiful sight, beautiful horses. Uh, The Sheriff's Department search team was there. It was just a great recognition uh, we got to always thank the Jennerstown Volunteer Fire Department for everything they do. We actually had a, a crew member suffer a medical emergency, and once again, they spring into action, and they pretty much save a gentleman's life. And we heard from him today, and he can't wait to get back to the track. So this is not possible without every little facet that goes in, from Milt's towing to the fire department to Somerset Ambulance to MedStar. Um, uh, one of the coolest things i got to share, Don. So my kids are at the races every Saturday night, and they just absolutely love the racing. And you know, I try to teach them to have respect. And when the helicopter landed, they're watching, and they get motioned over. Next thing you know, I'm getting pictures from my wife of my 8-year-old sitting in the captain's chair in a helicopter, and they're showing him around. I'm 36 years old, and I've never got to sit in a helicopter. And they gave him a really commemorative pin. And just it's an amazing feeling to see the wonderful people we have in the community and the support they've provided at the Jennerstown Speedway. 
not only was the late model racing outstanding, but all across the board, all the divisions. Yes, Don. We had 71 cars on the property for a five-division weekly program, and only one car left in shambles. Uh, to have 70 other cars leave there on the trailer in one piece to return at any given time is pretty exciting. I have to pat all the drivers on the back for the close, clean, hard racing. You know, saying that they only wrecked one car doesn't mean they weren't racing side-by-side, door-to-door, and rubbing wheels. It was just the car control Saturday night was absolutely amazing. The Stoystown all record modified. I believe they only had one caution for debris. Uh, R.J. Delappy gets his first win of the season. Second place went to Anthony Aiello, defending points champion. And then last week's winner and your guest on the show, I believe tonight, Doug Lesnar, back rallies the third place from starting in the 10th. It just there are so much competition at Jennerstown. We've had five different winners in the late model division. We've had three, no, four, I'm sorry, four different winners in the modified division. It is just that tight in all these classes, Don. What I thought was interesting in the modified feature, okay, the Lappy wins, all right, second place goes to the driver that's going to marry his sister, and third place goes to Glessner, which is a team car. So one, two, three, they were like the Hendricks. One, two, three were all the Lappy-related uh, automobiles. Exactly. So we want to congratulate Anthony Aiello for getting engaged there to Caleb DeLappy. Uh, they've been together quite some time, a relationship as a result of racing. So it's amazing how many people get together because of the sport, Don. Yes, sir. All right. What, what else do we need to cover? And i got something I want to add. Well, we just want to mention uh, Kyle Burkholder picked up his, I believe, his second one of the year in the Chargers Farmers Union Co-op Chargers Division. Evan Nyberg visited, visited Victory Lane in the Somerset Trust Company Fast and Furious Fours. And Casey Flegel returned to the Ron's Collision Center, uh, Sony's Victory Lane, with Mel Wilt just right there in tow. So we had a great car count, great weather, extremely excitable fan base Saturday night, and we just want to keep building on this momentum and keep growing as the year goes on. Well, one of those excited fans, and it'll, we'll hear it later in the show, uh, was Dave Dragovich. He was there with his wife, Beth, and her sister and some other family members. And you really rolled out the red carpet uh, providing that, uh, that booth for them to sit in. And he said, I might live in Florida, but this is my home track. I guess he grew up, you know, not far away. I think he lived in Somerset or Johnstown, and every Saturday night he was at Jennerstown, and he was like a kid at Christmas. He had a wonderful time. Well, it was great to see Dave this Saturday night. You know, he was a staple in the racing community here. He wrote for Area Auto Racing News for years at Motordrome in Jennerstown, and I moved to New Smyrna, and he told me when I saw him there, he goes, you know, when I get home from New Smyrna on Saturday nights, 11, 11.30, the very first thing I do within the first five minutes of getting in the door is pull up the results of Jennerstown Speedway. So yeah. uh, it's great to see Dave again. I know he really enjoyed seeing everybody, and, you know, it's a familiar name and face. It's been pretty pretty uh, supportive of all the local short track racing, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again, some of the greatest people you meet in your life is because of the racing community. And on that thought, I think we can close. The weather was perfect. The racing was excellent. I had a wonderful time, and I thank you, and I'd like you to have a nice evening. Same to you, Don. Thanks. All right, let's talk to Corey Casagrande. Corey, you had to drive a long way to get here to Jennerstown. I didn't you? Where are you from? Yeah, uh, we're about eight hours away in Connecticut, and uh, we left at 430 this morning. And, uh, man, I love this place. It's so fun to race. Uh, 
It just fits my driving style perfect. And uh, man, these guys right here bust their butt today. Uh, I set the gear wrong in practice. We pretty much had crappy practice. I had to change the gears three times, and it was all because I, I misplaced the chip. So, uh, uh, but uh, we had it right for fall time, and man, we just gotta let the race come to us there to get in. I knew when you're stuck on the bottom, it's really easy to roast your tires. So I kind of I let those guys go by me, and uh, once we're a single file, we're picking them off one by one, and uh, we're able to come away with it. Taking through those final laps, you had a three car battle for eight, ninth, and tenth, and you're in the lead. What are you thinking? Oh man, I'm just like, uh, please don't wreck, please get a single file. They didn't, but luckily we had a, a decent sized lead enough to, to stay ahead. And uh, man, I'm just so proud of these guys. Like I was saying, Wicked Power Sports, uh, Scott Lee's performance, Brad Otto's team. Uh, man, there's a lot of people. I always forget someone. Uh, uh, all these guys, James Connery, and all these boys, man, that helped me out. It's really awesome. Will we see you back here at Jennerstown Speedway? Oh, yeah. I think I might just uh, put this car in the corner and uh, wait till August. Corey Casagrande, your winner tonight in the 75 Platform Telepharmacy Late Model Feature. Congratulations, Corey. Folks, thank you so much for attending the Jennerstown Speedway races tonight. We're so excited. We'll be back here next week on Saturday Night Race. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Jennerstown Speedway. Toma's Meat Market is a full-service, old-fashioned butcher shop and meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania, where they've been for over 50 years. They hand-select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. At Toma's, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party a company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foil chafer pans. Just heat them and eat them. Please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Toma's Meat Market, located at 748 Dinner Bell Road in Saxonburg, PA. For additional information, please give them a call at 724-352-2020. That's 724-352-2020. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store. Or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rapping on Racing. 
Fans joining us now is Doug Glessner, the driver of the number 17G Asphalt Modified. Doug, good evening. How are you? Very good, Don. Thanks for having me. You should be happy. You know, you spent a lot of time, I'm guessing, 25, 26 years in racing, mostly on the dirt. But now you've come over to the, uh, we'll say, the dark side and visited Victory Lane up at Jennerstown. That had to feel pretty good. <laughs> yeah, for sure it did. Uh, I'll be the first to admit it was a lot harder transition than I thought it was going to be. But uh, we finally got it done last weekend, so we're pretty happy. When do you think things started to click? Um, last year we struggled. I mean, we struggled just with the balance of the car, and I we kind of figured which end of the car we needed to work on over the winter, and we sure, we did a pile of work to it. Um, and right out of the box practice day, we were pretty darn good. So we've just been kind of making little changes here and there, you know, the last couple of weeks, and uh, it's we finally hit on something last week. What kind of chassis do you run? Uh, it's a left-hander, how, all different kind of stuff. Oh, it's, it's <laughs> homemade. <a> Heinz 57, <laughs> huh? A little variety. Yeah, yeah for sure. <clears throat> well, you've done street stocks, E-mods, steel block late models, crate late models, super lates, and not a modified. Uh, so I guess you've had just about every possible option available, Um now that things are clicking and you feel comfortable here, uh, does this look like you find a home? Yeah, this is for sure. The point in my life, this is what we're going to do. I mean, it's just way less work than the dirt racing, and it's, you know, five minutes from home. And, you know, my daughter's into a million things during the week, which, you know, that age, everybody goes through it. And it's just easier for our family right now to stick with what we're doing. So I really appreciate the opportunity to Ray Delappy and their family gave me to do this. Now, Kendall's what, 9 or 10? How old is she? Um, she's 10. 10. Well, she's going to have a lot of things that uh, you're going to be busy with, but hopefully she can set aside Saturday nights for Dad. Yeah, well, it's funny because this Saturday she has a dance recital, and it starts at 6 o'clock. <laughs> so I get the Jerk Dad of the Year award because they, they insist I go race. And they're going to uh, Facebook Live it so I can watch it It's from the racetrack. So we'll see how it goes. Well, it sounds like uh, Ray Ann's got this covered. Is she going to video everything? Yeah, she's going to video it so I get to watch it. And then they're going to beat feet to get to the racetrack and time for the features. So hopefully it all works out. You know, you're no stranger to Victory Lane. I, I know you had a big win with the Willie Will Memorial at Thunder Valley in 2011. And then uh, you had, uh, I guess you had a crash somewhere in St. Louis. How? Did, what was that all about? <laughs> yeah, we went to that race at the Dome. That that wasn't, it didn't go as planned, but kind of gave us a little limelight anyways. <laughs> when uh, Let's reflect back on your race there. Uh, who was knocking at the door? Who was giving you the most competition? Oh, Tom Gullick came from, I'm not sure where he started, but he started behind me for sure, and I started fifth until I got up to to lead, and then they, um, I guess he got by RJ not long after I did, and he was right there the whole time, so I didn't have any room to screw up. 
Well, Tom's kind of, last year or two, he's kind of figured it out. He, uh, you know, he was mid-pack there for a long time, but now he's in victory lane a lot. Uh, one of the really nice guys in racing. I've watched his career from the street stocks at Motordrome on the dirt to where he's at today. And very uh, nice guy, a real gentleman. Oh, yeah, he's a super nice guy. He's, he's definitely one of the best guys there. I like He's, you know, for sure, he's the... I'd say he's about the fastest right now. I mean, him and RJ and Anthony are about the three fastest. And um, Yeah, he's a super nice guy. You know, looking down at, at some of your other uh, accomplishments, 2001 uh, EMOD York Series win at Lake Trobe, 2002 uh, EMOD champion again at Lake Trobe, uh, 2002 Samada champion, a lot of championships here in the EMODs, 2005 champion at Roaring Knob, 2007 steel block late model champion at thunder valley then we talked about the willie will memorial uh 2014 super late model champion at marion center and 50 60 plus feature wins is there anything with the exception of a sprint car that you haven't driven actually uh, i i drove a micro spin so i'm kind of counting that as a uh Sprint car. I didn't really race it. I just kind of took it off for hot laps. But I would love just to get into a 410 by myself. I don't want to. I don't ever want to race it. But just to say, I drove one of them things. But yeah, I've been very fortunate to drive about everything there is so far. Now, uh, some of the help. Let's talk a little bit about your pit crew. No, oh, they're great guys. They're the same guys that's been with me for most of my racing career. Of course, my dad. You know, he's the He's the boss of the whole show. Now he doesn't get to work on it as much anymore, but he he never misses a race. Um, Stevie Mock, he's helped me forever. Um, Ryan Bungard, my brother started. He's he's really into this asphalt racing <laughs> for some reason. He's he's really into it. And uh, Sean Smith, and of course my wife. You can't. I mean, she's the definition of a racer's wife, boy. I tell you, she she's put up with it for a long, long time, and still seems to have fun with it. And like I always say, she I think she knows more about race cars than half the guys in the pits. She, she you know, she helps me do everything that I needed to do in the garage throughout the week or you know, whichever. So if, I really appreciate all the help she gives me and support. If I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. The woman on the team, be it wife, girlfriend, daughter, mother, sister, that's the glue that holds the whole thing together. And it sounds like you got a real uh, a real good one there with uh, Rayanne. Uh, was she excited in Victory Lane? Oh, yeah. She was the first one to the window, so <laughs> she sounded pretty excited. Um, she doesn't really come in the pits much. we got a tailgate spot in the back, but um, she decided to come in, and thank goodness she did. Uh, my daughter and my mother weren't there, which was a real bummer, because we literally thought it was going to rain out. It rained the whole time. So that was kind of a bummer. So we got to get at least one more to get them in a picture. <laughs> well, I got a feeling this this wasn't a one and done. I think you're going to have several. Let's talk about your sponsors. Well, first off, I got to thank uh, Ray Delappy and Toto Mobility. They've been longtime uh, sponsors of mine since I started racing, and I really appreciate all the all the work and and uh, opportunity to drive that car. It's a it sure is a good time. Um, Jim and Jimmy's Bar, they've been with me forever. Uh, Tom Crow and Crow Designs, uh, Varum Auto, Yonish Disposal, uh, Certified Lift. They're a new one that came on this year. We appreciate appreciate them guys. 
um, Black Specialties, On Time Body and Graphics, Mox Barbershop, uh, House Drum and Clark Electric, they're a new one this year too, and 814 Lane and Games, they're a new uh, sponsor we got this year too. So we're very fortunate. We got a lot of support and help, and uh, I appreciate them all. Uh, also, I really got to thank Barry Audi too. He's, I mean, he's the godfather over there. He helps probably ninety percent of the people over there. But he was a big part of the winter time project we had. Him and Mark McClellan and all the guys we did a pile of work to it over the winter, and I really appreciate all their help. You know what fascinates me about Barry, and I was good friends with his dad for many, many years, and it must run in the family because Bill would help anyone. And now Barry, he'll go out and he'll help someone on a car that he's racing against, and then after he gets the other guy running good, he has to chase him down to try and win the race. Or if he sells somebody a car, he gets it fixed up so it's just as fast as his new one. He's an amazing guy. Yeah, he sure is. He's for sure. He uh, he helps everybody, and everybody's uh, really thankful to have him around. We're coming up on a commercial. Any closing thoughts? Anything you'd like to add? Uh, not really. We're just gonna keep trying to have fun. We don't try not to take it as serious as most guys. I mean, we want to run good, but we're we're just having fun. If we don't run good at night, it ain't the end of the world. So we're just kind of we'll just enjoy while we're running good, and hopefully, we keep it that way. Is keeping us all together. Well, Doug Glessner, I thank you for being with us. You have a nice evening. Okay, thank you very much, Don. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers competed late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whaled Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. Saturday night at the Jennerstown Speedway, area auto racing rider Dave Dragovich was back at his home track. Dave, what a night. And what a race. Beautiful day, Don. Really happy to be here. Uh, it was first responder night. That means a lot to me. You know, you can't th- thank those people enough for what they do. I was the first res- responder many years ago. I know what those guys go through. So thank them very much. And you know what? When you hear the expression, Don, that uh, there's no place like home, uh, believe it. Because it's great to be back at home at Jennerstown Speedway. I want to thank Billy Rebar. We're rolling out the red carpet for us, and uh, uh, very nice of you and Ted to join us also. And uh, I really, really thank him a lot. What a great time. You know, it's great to see the pits packed up. You know, for uh, many years there were a lot of empty spaces, but uh, couldn't even find a place to park today. It was so great. I think 21 late models, and that was awesome. And the racing was great uh, also, all divisions. And actually, two of my friends finished third tonight. Uh, Bob Mostall, who uh, used to drive my street stock at uh, Motodrome, uh, finished third in the Charger race. 
And Rick Meenlab, uh, uh, he finished third in the uh, street stocks in 1997 when he was quitting racing, you know, way back when. Uh, he gave me a lot of parts for my race car. I'll never forget that. So both those guys, they got third tonight. And uh, so it was great to see uh, many old friends, and we had an absolute uh, blast. And you and Beth had a lot of family in the uh, VIP suite here where Billy put you up, and uh, couldn't have been a better night. Just doesn't get any better than this, Don. We should mention that uh, this was your home track, but now you're down at New Smyrna, uh, and uh, I guess you got a, a different home track. Oh, yeah, it's nice to be down there, but like I said, there's no place like home, and uh, Jennerstown Speedway is my racing home, but uh, yeah, it's great to be in Florida. Yeah, I live like eight miles from the track, hop, skip, and a jump, but I'll tell you what, the first thing I do when I get home, Don, is uh, turn on a computer and... See what these guys did. See what happened at Jennerstown. Now, I think about it when we're racing the motor you know, at New uh, uh, Smyrna. What happens? What's happening at Jennerstown? Also, a longtime listener of Rapping on Race. Absolutely. And you know, uh, you and I worked here years ago, too. You were the announcer, and Mike Millon and I did uh, uh, two uh, radio, radio shows two years in a row in that press box right over there. Were great, uh, the good old days. I think it was. Uh, 2005-2006 when uh, Larry Mattingly was general manager, but uh, so there's long history here with us. Great to see you, you and Beth. Thanks. Thank you, Don. Up at the Jennerstown Speedway with Ted Lusick, uh, my IT guy. You know, Ted, we go to a lot of races. Uh, you usually walk around with me. I see a lot of people, but uh, you put the shoe on the other foot tonight. I'd like you to explain what happened. Well, the track announcer uh, who, up here at Jennerstown, his name is Nate Rigotti. I worked with Nate uh, when I worked at the uh, MSA Sports Network uh, a couple years back. Um, Nate's very involved with uh, Washington County uh, High School Sports and Green County Sports as well. And uh, I understand this is his first year as announcer at uh, Jennerstown. It's kind of funny. I was taken back by it when he came over and I wanted to meet him. And he said, hi, Ted. Yeah. And I, I haven't talked to him since uh, I left the Sports Network a couple years back. So it was nice to see him again, too. Nate's doing a great job, and they're lucky to have him. Man, thank he, you for He is. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Zarin Truck and Automotive. Saturday night, racing entertainment. That's what you get every week at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. The 2021 schedule is jam-packed with racing action. It all starts with our five weekly divisions. The Rurick Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models. The Admar Construction Equipment Penn Ohio Pro Stocks. The Hobby Stocks. The Always Safe Traffic Control Young Guns. And the Crawford Auto Repair Four Cylinders. Throughout the season, PPMS hosts several racing series, adding to the racing action. The Rush Dirt Late Model Touring Series. The Falcone's Moon Township Automotive 410 Sprint Summer Series, the Rush Sportsman Modifieds, the Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series, the Rush Wingless Sprints, Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds, and the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. Special events include the Ed Laboon Memorial, the Herb Scott Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Juke George Steel City Classic, and the 33rd Annual Pittsburgher 100. Stay up to date with all the news from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway at ppms.com. On Facebook, it's Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway and on Twitter it's at PA Motor Speedway. 
Since 1974, Environmental Air Incorporated has provided quality sheet metal and HVAC services in the greater Pittsburgh area. They're a commercial sheet metal contractor. Founded in 1974 by Glade Neal, Environmental Air is a family-owned union sheet metal company currently managed by Paul and Craig Neal. The people of Environmental Air are both a team and a family. They believe customer service is important. They value their employees and know that together they can have a meaningful impact on each project or service they provide. Residential service is not available due to the magnitude of their commercial work. 47 years of excellent customer service is the foundation of this successful company. Environmental Air is located at 1100 McCartney Street, Pittsburgh, PA, 15220. For additional information, call 412-922-8988. And now more Rappin' on Racing with your host, Don Gamble and Jim Zufall. After a rainy Memorial Day weekend, we're back in action at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway on Saturday night, June the 5th. And wow, what a night it was. It was the occasion of the 10th annual Ed Laboon Memorial for the Penn Ohio Pro Stock Championship Series, the first ever of their PSX races. PSX races on the Pro Stock class. Pay no less than 3500 to win on Saturday night at the Laboon Memorial. $5,017 is what was etched on the uh, winner's check. And uh, Bill Korch of Rapid on Racing was on hand, and he files this report. Saturday night at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, it was the 10th annual Ed Laboon Memorial for the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, presented by Vince Laboon in memory of his father, with help from Vince's son, Connor. 46 cars were in the pits to take time trials with Bobby Whitling setting the fast time. There were five heat races with wins going to Whitling, Todd Weldon, Chris Schneider, Ryan Hutchko, and Jamie Duncan. The two B-mains went to Zach Gustafson and defending race champion Alan Dellinger. When the green flag dropped in the 30-lap A-main, Schneider would pull away with the early lead. By lap five, he almost had a full straightaway lead over the field, but... The first caution for the 45 of Weldon, who had a flat tire, brought the field back together. When the field returned to the green flag conditions, Whitling would challenge Schneider for the lead for several laps. And while Whitling and Schneider would battle for that lead, 12 starting Daryl Charlier then made his way to the front of the field, and by lap 7, he was already in third place. Whitling took the lead from Schneider on lap 11, but soon another caution followed. When racing resumed, Schneider was able to retake the lead, stayed there for 10 laps with Whitling and Charlier in hot pursuit. The front runners then entered lap traffic, and Charlier was able to pass both Whitling and Schneider to take over the lead near the end of lap 21. With just four laps to go, Charlier looked like he would pull away for the win, but bad luck struck. The car either lost the right front tire or had something break in the suspension, and that sent Charlier straight into the wall to bring out the final caution. Whitling led the single-file restart with Schneider behind him in second place, and Whitling would keep that lead for the remaining four laps, picking up the 10th annual Ed Laboon Memorial win. By the way, it was also Whitling's first win at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. After the race, Whitling talked about Schneider pulling away early, but then being able to stay near him after the first caution. I sort of fell back there at first. Chris sort of left me, and then... uh... 
the longer we went, I started creeping. And then we had that one, that first uh, yellow or red there, and I regrouped as a driver, and, uh, and then the car just come to life. Whitling praised the track conditions, even though it's not a place he usually has success. The track was smooth. I mean, it had that bottom. Chris run the top. I mean, Daryl in the 114, I mean, he comes zinging by both of us there. And then, you know, he unfortunately broke down here and come out of four there. But uh, it was a great track. This track is not my strongest racetrack. This is my first win ever here. So uh, I'm, this is big for me. It's probably my biggest win. Second place finisher and former winner Chris Schneider thought Charlier had them all covered. I was running, not for second, I was running for third. <laughs> Daryl was going to smoke us all, but uh, hey, Bobby did good. He had the inside line. That's not really normally my preferred line, but so I tried to make the outside work. It wasn't there for me tonight. Hey, second's still good. And third place finisher Brian Hutchko was thrilled to run up front. I'm just ecstatic, you know. Uh, I never thought I'd be able to compete with these guys with the motors they run. This is my old two-barrel motor out of the Economod class I ran last year, and yeah, I got more laps around here in the past year and a half running the track and trying to help the Miley's out, make a better surface for all of our competitors out here, and I'm just ecstatic right now. The top 10 at the 10th Annual Ed Laboon Memorial. Bobby Whitling, the winner, who, by the way, in victory lane was also presented with the giant wrestling-style championship belt from Connor Laboon. Chris Schneider finishing second, Brian Hutchko third, Zach Gustafson was fourth, Noah Burnell. Coming from 25th after a provisional, finished 5th. 6th through 10th, Jackson Humanic, Joshua Seipel, Curtis Bish, William Hurlbrink, and Brett McDonald. After that accident knocking him out of 1st place, Daryl Charlier finished 13th. And one of the great things about the Ed Laboo Memorial, in addition to the fantastic fireworks display that sent off the drivers for the main feature, there also is the Dobbs non-qualifier race. And that was won by Jason Johns. Followed by Chris McGuire, Rocky Kugel, Matt Bernard, and Jacob Billick. I'm Bill Korch, reporting for Rapid on Racing. In other action on Saturday night, Zach Morrow comes up with his very first feature win in a late model, driving the number 48 River Salvage Rush Dirt Late Model in the Rorick Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models. Morrow just thrilled to pick up. Uh, victory number one in the late models after wheeling sprint cars around for so many years. Joe Martin came in second. Jake Gunn in the 14G car was third. Fourth was Zach Gunn in the 17G. Daryl Charlier doing double duty tonight. Picked up fifth. Sixth through tenth were Ben Police, Michael Reft, Brian Hoffman, Colby Behe, and Joe Squitriglia. In our Hobby Stocks, our priority equipment rental hobby stock division. It was Frank McGill with yet another win in the books for McGill. Another interesting race. Uh, lots of hard-fought battles throughout the 12-lap feature event. Matthew Bernard came in second. Solid uh, victory, or solid uh, finish for him, rather, in the top two. John Kane in the 06 car was in third. Jacob Weiser, Carly Kovacs rounded out the top five. Six through tenth, Cody Catellis. Cody Bahana, Tom Anton, James Huff, and Ken Heasley. Jr. and the heats were won by Matt Bernard and Cody Catellus. And in the 
Crawford Auto Repair four-cylinder feature. It was once again Bill Tennant out of Collier's West Virginia, standing in victory lane when it was all said and done. A number of victories already for him in this short season. And in the always safe Young Guns, once again, three times in a row now, Young Logan Catellus, first year in a car, first car he's ever driven, not even driving on the street yet, not even old enough, just 15 years old. And he picks up his third win in the always safe Young Guns. Next week at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway this coming Saturday night. It is Champions Night, where we will celebrate and honor our 2020 champions. Also, we have our regular five divisions, the late models, the pro stocks, hobby stocks, and both four-cylinder divisions, and we will be joined by the Rush Sportsman Modifieds for the second time this season. Then on June 19th, the Falcone Moon Township Automotive Sprint Car Series, uh, of Summer Series, I guess we're calling it, is on tap, and that, again, is the 19th of June first time of several appearances for the wing sprint cars the 410s will be here at ppms follow along with everything happening here at pittsburgh's pennsylvania motor speedway go to ppms.com follow us on facebook we are pittsburgh's pennsylvania motor speedway and on twitter it is at pa motor speedway for wrapping on racing i'm jim zufall this portion of tonight's program was brought to you by zarin truck and automotive i want to tell you a little bit about the On Point Beer Distributor, you know, they're kind of excited. They're providing Butler and the surrounding areas with some great service and even better beer. Why don't you stop by and check out their selection? They can't wait to meet you. They're only nine miles from Lernerville Speedway, a great place to pick up beer on the way to the track. The customers say it's wonderful and friendly service. They highly recommend the place. On Point Beer is located at 154 Freeport Road, only minutes from Lernerville Speedway. If you like the good service and the good beer, stop in and say hello. If you want to call ahead, their number is 724-285-6298. It's owned and operated by a veteran, a former Marine. Stop in and see what they have. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochran. See it all at Cochran.com. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rapid on Racing. All right, fans. Joining us now from number one, Cochran, is Mike Ricitano. Mike, how are you? I'm great, Don. How are you? Doing well. Looking forward to the big night. You know, 2021 marks the 40th anniversary of number one Cochrane sponsoring Lynn Geisler. 
What's in store for the celebration? Oh, it's going to be a great night. We're extremely excited. Uh, everybody can join us at Lernerville Speedway on Friday, June 11th for number one Cochrane night. It's going to be a really special year, very different than the past years. We've got a big special fireworks show planned, a big salute to Lynn. Uh, there's going to be cars and trucks on display. And, you know, of course, it's going to be fan appreciation night. You know, through the years, Lynn's car has always been dressed in the number one Cochrane, and it's been uh, blue and red and silver. You know, the sponsorship was established about 40 years ago, and rumor has it that uh, the car could look a little bit different this year for this event. And You know, we're really excited for that. And, uh, you know, with Alex driving, it's going to look great going around the track. Um, and everyone can be sure to stop into their local number one Cochrane stores. The date gets a little bit closer next week, and uh, we'll have some ticket giveaways and some other festivities uh, for part of the celebration. What made this partnership such a good fit over the years? You know, when it originally started with uh, Bob Cochran and Lynn, uh, Bob always had really big promotional ideas. And he saw the advantages of getting the company's name out there to different groups of customers. In this instance, it was a great way to reach racing fans, a group that already has an obvious interest in cars and trucks and uh, for the love of the sport. When Rob Cochran became the president and CEO of Number One Cochran, he saw this as a way really to give back to the local community. Um, Rob's a very big supporter of local events and businesses and is really proud that Number One Cochran can still be a locally family-owned business and take such big part in uh, family events, local events, while communicating uh, big items to his local community. Obviously, number one, Cochrane, the name is well known, not for just sponsoring Lynn Geisler and Fireworks Night at Lernerville. What's new with number one, Cochrane, today? <laughs> well, that's a question we get asked a lot, and there's always so much new and so much going on. Um, it's an ever-changing business, really. It's uh, daily, weekly, monthly, and yearly, something's always changing. One of the services that we offer that's really taken off lately uh, is our number one Cochrane Expressway. It is our online car buying, um, number one Cochrane exclusive uh, in western Pennsylvania. It allows you, the customer, to complete some, most of, or all of the car buying process completely online at number one Cochrane. Don, for example, if you wanted to buy a car, you could do it from your home on your computer or your phone or your tablet device and never leave the comfort of your couch. We would even bring the car to your home at no extra charge. You could shop new or pre-owned vehicles with the Cochrane Expressway and have a limitless, endless experience of what part of it, again, you want to do with it that nobody else can match. Um, and again, you can do it from your phone, your laptop, your tablet, computer, any hour of the day or night, even if our showrooms are not open. I don't live very far from Allegheny Valley, and I noticed a brand new building. Yeah, you saw that, huh? We've, uh, we've been working really hard on that. Uh, really excited to say that as of last week, the day before Memorial Day, we were able to move the sales team into the brand-new showroom. It is all complete now. We've added an additional 2,500 square feet of showroom space for a Jeep-only showroom, completely remodeled the Chrysler Dodge Ram side of things, 
and now we're expanding in our service shop as well. Um, we've also got the Ford store collision in a standalone pre-owned center out there, um, right off of Route 28, exit 16 to Trona Heights. Uh, we're really proud of that area, and that's obviously that's the closest um, campus, the number one Cochrane we have closest to Lernerville. You mentioned the Ford store, and I, uh, well, it was 2019. I purchased a Ranger. I love the truck. I'm still learning how to use it. I think it's fascinating that everything is on the dashboard. Whether I want to put in navigation, the weather, phone calls, I can't believe the technology that's available on the Ranger. And I would highly any, recommend anybody looking for a truck. That would be something to check out. Yeah, it's, it's great. People love those features. And I'll tell you, they've even added more to it in the past two years. Uh, it's, it's really been well-received by our customers. They absolutely love it. I think, if I'm not mistaken, this may be your first number one Cochrane night at the track. Is that correct? This year will be, yes. Yes, it will be. I think you will be amazed at the activity around Lynn and the cars that are going to be on display. I mean, he is so good with the kids, autographs, uh, taking their pictures, letting them sit in the car. You could not have a better representative for number one Cochrane in motorsports than Lynn Geisler. Yeah, I agree. The, the partnership has been so great with uh, Rob and Bob throughout the years and you know, what Lynn means to our organization and how well he represents it and, you know, the fan base and the customer base. It's a, it really is a mutually good um, partnership, and we, we feel great about it. It's been a great experience. Some of the things that he developed over the years, whether he was working with Bob, Rob, or Jack Crowell, I'll tell you a good example, and you folks I had pace cars from Cochrane for 35 years. And there would be times where Jack would call up and say, Rob's having a festivity somewhere, and uh, he's going to have a lot of people there. And I know Lynn's bringing the race car. Will you bring the pace car? And uh, wow, the response. And, and this relationship, you know, a lot of people, they'll get a marketing partner, and then they'll get amnesia. But Lynn never forgets. And whatever it takes to further the number one Cochrane name, he's there, and he does it. Yeah, that, that's absolutely correct. He was uh, always there to return the favor, um, to help out in any way we could, in any way he could. Um, and that, that's what it takes. It takes both sides. Um, and that's how a partnership can be. A partnership cannot be successful um, if both sides don't help out. Well, Mike, I'm really looking forward to Friday and looking forward to having a chat with you. I want to thank you for being with us tonight. Absolutely. I look forward to seeing you, and uh, I'll see you soon, Don. Thanks for everything. I want to tell you a little bit about Area Auto Racing News. Nice uh, newspaper. It covers a lot of good stuff. Some of the writers, Dave Moody, Ernie Saxton, Walt Weimer, Chuck Bollinger, Dave Dragovich, just to name a few. As a matter of fact, Bollinger, Dragovich, and uh, Weimer have been part of Rapping on Racing for many, many years. You can get 50 issues for $56. But what I like best is a digital subscription, which is $45. Really neat uh, paper. If you need more information, you can give them a call at 609-888-3618. 
That number again for Area Auto Racing News, 609-888-3618. You won't be disappointed. Joining us in the pits after the race at Lernerville Speedway tonight's winner of the late model feature, Michael Norris. Michael, well, we see you, sometimes we see you in the 72, which you've won there in your own car. Tonight you were in the Todd Sorenza car. Yeah, we just, uh, I talked him into coming. Uh, we knew the purse was increased and we definitely wanted to support that. And uh, my car isn't quite ready and we want to try some stuff on it. And uh, he wanted to race, so it just worked out. You know, being so close to home, and I know your work commitments now are just crazy. I was talking to your dad for a little bit, but, you know, we got Firecracker coming up here in a few weeks, and, uh, you know, I know you bounced back between both cars in past years, and I don't know if there's one that you're more comfortable with. I think they're both, like, what, 2016, you know, rockets, and you feel comfortable in both. I think one has a, a Henry motor and one has a, a Durham motor. Yeah, that's right. I, it depends on what day of the week it is that I like one or the other i'm partial to mine because it's mine and I've, when i got this car it kind of jump-started my career and it's been it's been good its whole lifespan but todd's car has been stellar i mean very very good so i'm blessed to have two really consistent race cars so you know i can take setups from one to the other and it makes it easier for me switching them especially at a place like this where i'm accustomed to and i don't know what one we're going to run but i'm sure whatever one we bring will be will be as ready as we can be well, I see you got the 72. You're trying to shake some things down and make it a little bit better for the, you know, the weekend that's coming up. Yeah, yeah. We're just trying some stuff, and Lernerville's kind enough to let us do that. So. You know, how special it is. You know, everybody wants to know what Michael Norris is doing, and like I said, with your work commitments, and you're not here on a regular basis, but when you come here, you know, it, it's like an old friend. You know, you see it, you're happy, and you do well. Yeah, I love this place, and I used to hate it. I mean, when I first started, it was a tough place. It still is a tough place, and... I love coming here. Just you know, my grandparents are here, and friends and family, and get to see a lot of familiar faces. And I just love the track; it suits my style. And uh, Dan always normally does a good job on it, and normally leaves me something on the top, so it, it makes it a little more in my wheelhouse, I guess. Will you see? Will you, will we see Michael anymore before the firecracker weekend, or do you have just things that you have to do with the family that it's not going to necessitate you being here? I don't know. Maybe once, but that'd be probably it. So. Well, Michael, congratulations on your second Lernerville of the year, one in the 72, one in the 02, and uh, we look forward to seeing what either one does firecracker weekend. Thank you, and thank you for your time. Thanks for everything you do for Lernerville. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving, and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. 
Saturday night racing entertainment. That's what you get every week at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. The 2021 schedule is jam-packed with racing action. It all starts with our five weekly divisions. The Rorick Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models. The Admar Construction Equipment Penn Ohio Pro Stocks. The Hobby Stocks. The Always Safe Traffic Control Young Guns. And the Crawford Auto Repair Four Cylinders. Throughout the season, PPMS hosts several racing series, adding to the racing action. The Rush Dirt Late Model Touring Series. The Falcone's Moon Township Automotive 410 Sprint Summer Series, the Rush Sportsman Modifieds, the Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series, the Rush Wingless Sprints, Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds, and the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. Special events include the Ed Laboon Memorial, the Herb Scott Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Juke George Steel City Classic, and the 33rd Annual Pittsburgher 100. Stay up to date with all the news from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway at ppms.com. On Facebook, it's Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, and on Twitter, it's at PA Motor Speedway. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. Joining us on this evening's Rapid on Racing show is Clayton Kennedy. Clayton, it's been a few years since you've been on Rapid on Racing, so welcome to the show. Uh, we're at the garage this evening, and had a chance to talk to your your dad and your sister, but we're going to talk to the, you know Clayton Kennedy. You've now into like year sixteen of racing. You started off with the E mod, ran that for probably about ten years, and probably about the last six now, give or take. My math might be a little bit bad. You know, if you've been running the super late model, primarily primarily at Lernerville uh, last year, from a standpoint of anybody that raced, it was kind of difficult. I think you got pretty much all your racing again. I think. Opening night, there were a lot of people missed because of the COVID type thing. And I, th- I think you had a, one other night, I think you had a work-related injury. Uh, something got stuck in your eye and you, you missed the night. But other than that, you were there battling each and every week. Yeah, it was uh, an interesting year. Um, for us, it was a little bit of a struggle with the COVID stuff up in the air. Uh, low, low buck team, we didn't want to go out and buy a bunch of fuel and then find out that we weren't going to be able to race and be sitting on it. Uh, money could be used elsewhere so uh, hopefully this year we don't have any of those problems and we can just get right into the racing season and we're looking forward to uh, seeing what comes this year and uh, giving it a full run at Lernerville all year long. You know with the years that you now have raced and you know you've spent this time in the late model in any type of form of racing you can't substitute seat time and I mean and especially for, uh, I know, not so much last year, but the year before, it was just one of those years that you kind of want to forget with engines and things like that. When you don't get out and race, it's difficult because no matter who you are, you build up rust, and it's a little bit difficult to only race once every four weeks. Uh, that's definitely true. That's always been a thing for us. Um, we've ne- I've never personally got to race a whole super lot. Um, I would love to be able to go out and race two three nights a week we did that a little bit when i was fresh out of high school and then uh we kind of got away from it because of the family business and then i started my own business and uh it definitely takes a little bit more to uh, get the rust knocked off although the older i get the more confident i am in myself so it only usually takes a couple laps instead of a two or three weeks like it used to. <laughs> well, I mean, in the, in the competition, Clayton, it, it, at Lernerville is, I mean, you got some 
on any given night when everybody's there. And lately, some of the guys have elected to go out and travel. But when you have the Michael Norris's, the Alex Faris, the uh, Jarrett Miley's, uh, the Russ Kingley pops in, I mean, right there, there's five or six cars that, you know, have outstanding equipment. And it's going to be tough to battle. And, you know, you've... I've watched you mature, and I talked to your dad in an interview recently, and you know one of the things he's most proud of you is each year you get a little bit better, a little bit better, and more confident. But again, like you said, it comes with seat time. But in reality, like you said, when you know you you're your own boss, and work comes first, and you know if you don't work, work that doesn't pay the bills. This is just a hobby. With the Kennedys, it's a little bit more, maybe more than a hobby. But uh, yeah, it's just. Uh, it's been great watching you, you know, work your way up through the modifieds, now onto the late models. And, you know, how special was it for you to not only, you know, have your dad in the garage every night, but to have your brother there, too? I mean, it's it's always a, it's one big team effort. And we'll throw Brittany in there, too, because she's a big part of that as well. Yeah, it's uh, it's all about the family. Uh, really, that's what keep, keeps us all going with it. Um, my wife comes every Tuesday night. My father-in-law comes every Tuesday night. Um, my dad and brother and sister are always out there. It always brings us together, usually on Tuesday nights for dinner uh, as a whole family to sit down, which hardly anybody ever does that type of stuff anymore. Uh, so it's very special for me to have the family backing me and behind me 100%. It, uh, it, it makes a world of difference for sure. In your short late model career, is there one memorable moment that you can say, you know, maybe it's a certain finish or a you know heat race win or be it whatever, that you you'd say, okay, geez, I'm really proud of that moment. And to take that one step further, what would be your ultimate utopia? In other words, I, I have an idea. It would probably be maybe winning a feature at Lernerville, but I'll let you make that t- decision. Yeah, that would definitely be my ultimate dream is to win one late model feature at Lernerville. That would make me extremely happy. That's been something I've always looked up to since I was little watching my dad at Lernerville race. Um, So that would definitely be my ultimate dream. And on the other side of that, something that has already happened, um, for me, it's just being able to compete at Lernerville on the type of level that we're at. There's not any one particular memory. I mean, I guess if you wanted to go a little step farther into that, uh, I remember racing once with John Flinner, and I used to think that was so cool when my dad would race with John Flinner, and I got to race with him and got to run clean. And, you know, I went down and talked to him afterwards, and we were laughing and carrying on. So it was kind of cool to be able to race with some of the guys my dad raced with and have the same amount of respect given to me as was given to my dad. So that was very neat for me. I asked your dad this question. I'm kind of going to reverse it. How I asked your dad how special it was to race with you. I'm going to flip-flop and say how special it was to be able to race with your dad. Well, that's probably some of my best memories, actually. Uh, I remember, which he might even told the same story. He I, One night at Pittsburgh, I started, or one year at Pittsburgh, I started on the front row of every heat race pretty much every every week and he kept telling me you can't let the guy on the inside of you cheat you up the track you gotta you gotta let him you gotta push him down a little bit and if you're on the inside you gotta push the guy up and slap him in the door when you go to take off 
So he had been telling me this for three or four weeks. So finally, we started on a front row together. He started on the outside of me. And uh, came to green. I swatted him in the door and took off. And there's actually a photo somewhere of the two of us looking at each other like, I can't believe we just did that. <laughs> so we, we definitely have some good memories racing together. Uh, lots of laughs, for sure. And if you're just joining us, we're talking to Clayton Kennedy. He's the driver of the number nine super late model. Joining us is Clayton Kennedy. Clayton, we've we talked a little bit about some of the things that you've had with family, with, you know, Kennedy racing, but uh, and the things, your racing career, pretty much in the, in the late model and just some things you've been able to do with your dad. But um, racing, especially for a low-budget team, is extremely difficult. And, you know, the Kennedys always have a car at Lernerville Speedway. It was important to your dad. It's important to you to be there as often as you can. But... As we sit here, we're doing this interview, it's a Tuesday night, and Tuesday night is always race night at the Kennedys, as you alluded to earlier, but uh, let's talk about what your plans are for, and perhaps a goal for 2021. Uh, for 2021, we're hoping to have a full season over at Lernerville. Um, we got a, another motor back, so we now have two motors, so if we have any issues, hopefully we can keep racing. Um, and uh, the ultimate goal for me is I'd like to win a heat race and maybe get a top three at Lernerville in a feature. That would be that'd be pretty cool for me. You know, with that, and we talk about uh, what makes you go fast Friday night is the work that you do during the week. And in this case, it's usually Tuesday night. Uh, there's a lot of people that help Clayton Kennedy and Chuck Kennedy and Andy Kennedy. Besides those, uh, your dad and your brother, who else is there to help you week in and week out, both in the shop and at the racetrack? Yes, there's definitely a lot of people that uh, make this all happen. Uh, to run through the list of the guys that work on the race car, we have John and Jack Miller. Uh, they come out from Pittsburgh every week and uh, help turn wrenches. We have Davey, which a lot of people know him as the hat. Uh, he doesn't always come around too much, but him and my brother talk pretty much constantly. Uh, Brian Lamberg, uh, who works for Clint Boyer on one of his dirt teams, uh, my brother and him are always uh, talking. We get a lot of stuff uh, that we buy secondhand from Clint Boyer, um, so that makes things a little bit easier. We get our hands on some equipment that we wouldn't be able to afford otherwise. Um, then we have my father-in-law, Steve Burke, my wife, Lauren, uh, of course, my sister, Brittany, my um, brother, Andy, and my dad, Chuck, and my mom, Cheryl. She keeps us all fed well. As you know, you got some dessert tonight uh, out there. That's the typical Tuesday night thing. Good, good dinner, and then we get a nice dessert uh, before the end of the night. Uh, and as far as the sponsors go, we have a lot of guys that have been with us for many years. Um, Mars Lanes was on my first uh, EMOD, and they've been with us for 16 years now. Kosminski Auto Body um, and Align Right, they have been with me actually since I started go-kart racing when I was 12 years old. So they've been around for the whole time. Uh, of course, Chuck Kennedy Auto Sales, Moody Sales and Service, uh, they've been on board for probably eight or so years now, maybe even more. Um, 
of course, my business, CP Kennedy Enterprises, uh, Tom Kennedy Racing Engines. He's uh, also a super good guy. He's down here on Tuesdays. If something's not right with the motor, if something's weird Friday when we go to load it up, he'll come down and drop whatever he's doing and check it out. Um, Valencia Donuts, Sports and Spirits, uh, Butler County Ford. I'm sure I'm forgetting some Woodward's and uh, Tri-State Hose. And alternative power source, can't forget Sylvan Eastler. He's a big part of uh, not only the family, but also the business. So, Well, Clayton, it's been great having you on Rapid on Racer for myself and Don. Don will be up a little bit later in the season, and we look forward to you know stopping by the trailer. But I, I think that one goal that you have is doable. We'll, we'll, we'll keep that heat race win in order, and we'll – I'll be one of the first ones, Don, to congratulate when you do it. Yeah, that would definitely be awesome. It would be like winning the Daytona 500 for us. <laughs> Again, best of luck this season, Clayton, and we'll see you around the track at Lernerville. All right, thanks. Look forward to seeing you too. Since 1974, Environmental Air Incorporated has provided quality sheet metal and HVAC services in the greater Pittsburgh area. They're a commercial sheet metal contractor. Founded in 1974 by Glade Neal, Environmental Air is a family-owned union sheet metal company currently managed by Paul and Craig Neal. The people of Environmental Air are both a team and a family. They believe customer service is important. They value their employees and know that together they can have a meaningful impact on each project or service they provide. Residential service is not available due to the magnitude of their commercial work. 47 years of excellent customer service is the foundation of this successful company. Environmental Air is located at 1100 McCartney Street, Pittsburgh, PA 15220. For additional information, call 412-922-8988. Racers, race fans, or campers, are you looking for power on demand and excellent service? Then see our friends at Alternative Power Sources. Alternative Power Sources offers a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects from sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania, has proudly served homeowners and businesses in Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia since 1995. Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include Blue Star, Noller, Asco, Yamaha, PowerTech, and Southeast Power Products. The sales force at Alternative Power Sources has over 60 years' experience in the generator field, providing you with the best resources to design the generator package that meets your needs and specifications and to supply the top-of-the-line specified products. If power on demand and excellent service are important to you, then call Alternative Power Sources at 1-800-894-4455. Numbers at an even rate At the count of one we both accelerate 
My stingray is like the slicks are starting to spin But the 413's really digging in This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Environmental Air Incorporated. Saturday night, racing entertainment. That's what you get every week at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. The 2021 schedule is jam-packed with racing action. It all starts with our five weekly divisions. The Rorick Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models. The Admar Construction Equipment Penn Ohio Pro Stocks. The Hobby Stocks. The Always Safe Traffic Control Young Guns. And the Crawford Auto Repair Four Cylinders. Throughout the season, PPMS hosts several racing series, adding to the racing action. The Rush Dirt Late Model Touring Series. The Falcone's Moon Township Automotive 410 Sprint Summer Series, the Rush Sportsman Modifieds, the Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series, the Rush Wingless Sprints, Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds, and the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. Special events include the Ed Laboon Memorial, the Herb Scott Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Juk George Steel City Classic, and the 33rd Annual Pittsburgher 100. Stay up to date with all the news from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway at ppms.com. On Facebook, it's Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, and on Twitter, it's at PA Motor Speedway. Toma's Meat Market is a full-service, old-fashioned butcher shop and meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania, where they've been for over 50 years. They hand-select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. At Toma's, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party, a company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foil chafer pans. Just heat them and eat them. Please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Toma's Meat Market, located at 748 Dinner Bell Road in Saxonburg, PA. For additional information, please give them a call at 724-352-2020. That's 724-352-2020. And now, back to more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tom Lang. Fans, we're going to take a minute and talk to Tom Lang and get the latest on drag racing. Tom, good evening. How are you? Good evening, Don. It's a pleasure to join you as always. The weather turned out to be a major factor for the PDRA race at Summit Motorsports Park, but the race was run to its conclusion. Let's talk about it. Yes, Don. The rain began to fall on the Disturbo Construction American Door Slammer Challenge presented by Callie's. Not long after I arrived at the track on Wednesday, which is parking and setup day at a PDRA event. And it wasn't just a sprinkle. It was an outright downpour. But Jason and Randy kept on parking the rigs, uh, just two of the many unsung heroes who make the PDRA a great place to race. A Thursday was dry, but the forecast for Friday and Saturday was not looking good. So Tyler Crossno, competition director for the PDRA, made the decision to cut the Thursday test session short and begin qualifying for the professional classes on Thursday evening. 
uh, which turned out to be a good move because Friday was a total washout. So the remainder of qualifying was moved to Saturday with one round of pro eliminations run on Saturday evening. And although Saturday was dry, it was very windy and brutally cold for a Memorial Day weekend. Uh, temperatures were down in the 40s. But the race was completed on Sunday, which was sunny but cool and windy. In Penske PRS Pro Boost, presented by WS Construction, Jason Lee scored his first PDRA win when he topped points leader Randy Weatherford in the final round. Weatherford got the advantage at the start by 12 thousandths of a second, but Jason powered around Randy as they sped down track to take the win 365 at almost 209 mile per hour to Randy's 367 at almost 210. The margin of victory was just one thousandth of a second. Lee hails from Toledo, Ohio, so this was a hometown race for him. Daniel Ferris was low qualifier with a 361. John Camp was second with a 362. In round one of eliminations, Camp tied the current national ET record held by Weatherford when he clocked a 3.597. The P2 contracting cars of Kurt Stedding and Todd Tuttero qualified fourth and seventh in a very tough field. The top 12 cars were separated by less than a tenth of a second in qualifying. The P2 team streak of landing at least one of their team cars in the final round ended when both Stedding and Tuttero were upset in round one of eliminations. Weatherford extended his lead in the points. He's now 101 points ahead of Kevin Rivenbark, 201 ahead of third place Johnny Camp. Jim Halsey continued his near total domination of Switzer Dynamics Pro Nitrous. Halsey drove his Daddy Shark Camaro to the number one qualifying spot with a 365, just barely ahead of Dean Marinas' 366, and Bowling Green winner Jay Cox's 367. Once eliminations began, nobody got within three hundredths of a second of Halsey until the final. Tony Wilson put down a 370 in that final round, but Halsey got out first by just a few thou, thundered to a 368 at over 206 mile per hour to hold off Wilson's game 370 charge. Halsey continues to lead the points. His margin increased to 216 over Wilson. In Liberty Gears Extreme Pro Stock, Elijah Morton took the win over Carlisle PA's Chris Powers. Morton got out first on Powers by over a tenth of a second, and that was all it took as Morton's 416 was enough to hold off Powers quicker but losing 407. Powers holds the lead over Morton in the points by 205. In Shameless Racing Pro Outlaw 632, Wes Stefano marched to his third straight final round appearance of the season. In the first two races, Wes and his teammate Jimmy Pelkarski met each other in the final. Each of them took a win. This race, Pelkarski was forced to sit out eliminations as his engine was damaged in qualifying. Stefano faced Daryl Stewart in the final round. Stewart left first and ran quicker, taking the win with a 420 at over 168. The West is 422, also over 168 mile per hour. Stefano has a 253-point lead over Stewart with Pelkarski in third, 451 back of West. 
Eric McKinney qualified number one, scored the win over Ashley Owens in Pro Nitrous Motorcycle. Tim Essex duplicated that feat in Pro Street, taking the win over a broken Chris Cadotto. Cheyenne Stanley stopped Erica Coleman in the Elite Top Sportsman Final, while Nick Maloney got the win over Troy Flinner in the Top Sportsman 32. Paul Maduri snagged the win over Michael White in Elite Top Dragster. T.G. Paschal bested Shanna Stone in the Top Dragster 32 class. In the Junior Dragster classes, Will Creaseman got his first win of the season in Cool Shirt Pro Junior Dragster when he outdrove Keaton Peterson in the final round. Peterson had the better reaction time, but Will did the better job of working the finish line and earned the win. P2 Contracting's Ethan Stedding was eliminated in the second round of competition, but he was able to hang on to second place in the points, 16 behind defending class champion Zach Shirky, 92 ahead of Creaseman. Rowan Parlett bested Colton Whiteley in the final round of Classic Graphics Top Junior Dragster, and Brian Ereth turned away all comers in the Edelbrock Bracket Bash, defeating Alex Dykefuse in the final round. The next stop on the PDRA Tour will be the North-South Shootout presented by Linex at Maryland International Raceway in Buds Creek, Maryland. That race will be June 24th to 26th. Despite the less than hospitable weather, everything worked out in the end. Do you have anything else for us? Uh, yeah, I do, as a matter of fact. I'd just like to remind all the fans that the Pittsburgh International Dragway Reunion Dinner and Hall of Fame Ceremonies will be held Thursday, June 17th from 5 to 11 p.m. at the Fairview Fire Hall just south of Bridgeville. The optional dinner will be served from 6 until 7.15. The usual array of memorabilia, Bill Truby's massive photo display, and a large gathering of racing stars of yesteryear. Always a good time. You don't want to miss it. Tom, excellent report as usual. I thank you. You have a nice evening. And you do the same. Thank you, Don. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Environmental Air Incorporated. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A. J.W.C. 
RPS Financial Solutions and JWC, JWCA are unaffiliated entities. Racers, race fans, or campers, are you looking for power on demand and excellent service? Then see our friends at Alternative Power Sources. Alternative Power Sources offers a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects from sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania, has proudly served homeowners and businesses in Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia since 1995. Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include Blue Star, Noller, Asco, Yamaha, Powertech, and Southeast Power Products. The sales force at Alternative Power Sources has over 60 years' experience in the generator field, providing you with the best resources to design the generator package that meets your needs and specifications and to supply the -the top-of-the-line specified products. If power on demand and excellent service are important to you, then call Alternative Power Sources at 1-800-894-4455. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. Race fans, we're at Lernerville Speedway, and it's uh, opening night of the PA Speed Week. It was supposed to be night number three, but it's night number one. And joining us is our guest from all the way from Texas, uh, Josh Bachman. Josh, you've run with the Outlaws the last few years and also the all-star circuit of champions and you were partnered with Aaron Wright so Aaron had like like three or four just tremendous years great you know you're, you and your team are big backers of him this year along with Aaron he decided to follow a dream to run with the outlaws full-time and you decided as a as, as a, a parent a dad to take a little bit step back yeah you know the the grind of being on the road and uh for 10 years and you know, racing's never been my living. It's always been a hobby. So when it becomes uh, when it becomes something that you don't enjoy as much every weekend and feel like you have to be there, um, you know, it became you know not so much fun. So um, I, I decided to take a step back, and with Aaron going on the Outlaw Tour with Roth and those guys, and uh, you know, teaming up with Cy here, and, and um, you know, helping Cy, and still being able to race a handful of times myself. You know, um, you know, we'll probably get 15 nights in. You know, we lost a few nights here with the Speed Week deal, but. We'll be back out towards the middle of summer, end of summer there with uh, in Iowa with the Knoxville, Knoxville Nationals and 360 Nationals. But uh, but yeah, so this is just a, a fun deal for me. You know, I haven't been in the car but maybe two times this year, and um, just gonna try to go back to what it used to be and, and make it a family atmosphere and and um, and have fun instead of it being a, another business and, and uh, you know another stress for me. So we'll talk about your time in, in the seat, but. How special has it been able to spend time with the family? Just things that, you know, last year we lost a lot of it indirectly with COVID, but this year to be, you know, with them and just enjoying things that sometimes, you know, birthdays, special events that because you're out on the road on a full-time basis, you miss these opportunities. Yeah, you know, everything was scheduled around my racing, you know, for, for so many years and having young kids, it's uh, it's not fair to them. So um, it's been it's been huge. You know, I got the you know, help coach my son's baseball team. And, you know, I didn't miss any cheer competitions this year and uh, birthdays and, you know, not having to worry about if I have a race this weekend or not to be able to go down to the lake or go to the ranch or do whatever, you know, just kind of having an open schedule. And if uh, if racing fits into my schedule, um, we'll go racing. But if it doesn't, uh, then we won't race. And, uh, 
you know, I'd, I had full-time staff with the race team for the last, you know, 10 years. And um, when you have a full staff and you have teams like that, you have to race. Um, and I don't have that anymore. I have a great, you know, group of guys here with, with Cy and Ed Lynch. And, you know, their guys help, their crew guys help me out a bunch. But, um, you know, if I don't race, it's, it's no big deal. The cars be ready to go whenever I'm ready to go again. And, and uh, that's how I want to keep it. You know, my rest of my race career, I'll probably never race as much as I used to um, because I want to keep it fun. And uh, my son's getting to that age. Um, here in a few years, he'll probably be in the cars. So um, those are the times I'm looking forward to. And, and in the meantime, I'm just going to try to race and have some fun. Does your son have an interest in it? Does he run any like quarter midgets or bandoleros or? Yeah, he he's ran some outlaw stuff, outlaw cart races, and then um, he has a micro and and um, but you know racing's uh, racing's a different lifestyle, and um, you miss you give up on a lot in life, and and um, you have to dedicate yourself to it. And I'm not I'm not pushing it on him. Uh, if he wants to race, we'll race. But um, you know, I want him to be a kid too, and I want him to you know go through those things that that he can't get back in life. You know, and the, the school sports and friends and weekends and the things that that um, you know a lot of us gave up on. You know, with racing, you know, it's uh, racing is just a different lifestyle, and if that's what he chooses to do, then I'm I'm all for it. But uh, it's not something I'm pushing on him. Yeah, talking about Cy Lynch, Cy's still fairly new to the sport. He, he's growing. This is probably his fifth year now. But you mentioned his dad, Ed Lynch. Just a tremendous wealth of information. Hall of Fame driver. I'm sure it's just interesting from your perspective to sit back and pick Ed's brain when it comes race day. Yeah, I just know it's been pretty neat. Um, you know, I flew in here last week and, you know, the... Ed and, and his wife and Cy and these guys have opened their arms to me and I've been staying at their house and uh, you know hearing all the Ed stories and traveling up and down the road with Ed these past couple nights and uh, you know there's a lot of history there and a lot of nights that uh, you know he's he's raced a lot of, a lot of nights so um, but yeah it's been pretty cool to be in their shop and work in their shop and see all the history there and you know going in his house and seeing all the history of his racing throughout his house and and um, you know it's, it's cool and yeah and Cy you know Cy's, uh, Cy's young you know I feel like he has a he has a great career ahead of him, um, you know, and, and I'm a small part of, of, of helping him out here, me and my family, and, and um, you know, Kurt Fisher and Devin Fisher came on board with, to help Cy out this year, too, with Fisher's Body Shop, but, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, I think, um, you know, with Cy sticks with it, um, he's going to have a great career, and um, like I said, we'll, we're going to try to be a small part of it and, uh, and just keep racing. Listeners, if you just join us, we've been talking to Josh Bachman, and we're going to pause for a commercial break. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers compete in late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whaled Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. I want to tell you a little bit about area auto racing news. Nice uh, 
newspaper. It covers a lot of good stuff. Some of the writers, Dave Moody, Ernie Saxton, Walt Weimer, Chuck Bollinger, Dave Dragovich, just to name a few. As a matter of fact, Bollinger, Dragovich, and uh, Weimer have been part of Rapping on Racing for many, many years. You can get 50 issues for $56. But what I like best is a digital subscription, which is $45. Really neat uh, paper. If you need more information, you can give them a call at 609-888-3618. That number again for Area Auto Racing News, 609-888-3618. You won't be disappointed. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. Listeners, we're back after our commercial break, and joining us is Josh Bachman. Josh is in a flew up from Texas this week to be part of the uh, PA Speed Week, and Josh has had the opportunity to run some of the tracks in Windsor, Pennsylvania. So tonight we're going to be here at Lernerville, tomorrow with Sharon, and back to Tri-City on Sunday. Sunday you went to Tri-City maybe for your first time, and I don't know if that was correct or not, but you had some good luck. You picked up the win. Yeah, you know, um, uh Tri-City kind of fit my driving style a little bit more, you know, last Sunday night. It was rough and, and um, you know, more up on the wheel. Um, you know, back home, growing up racing there, you know, we had we had clay tracks and, and um, you know, you always had something um, to lean on and race on. And coming up here and, uh, you know, being able to race across the country for the last 10 years, you see a lot of different racetracks. And, and um, Ohio and, and Central PA, those tracks get real slick and, uh you know, to be, to be to win races, you got to be good on the slick. And Lernerville will get slick too throughout the night. And um, last time we was here was in 2016. The I think the one and only time I've raced here, and we won here. So um, I hope that uh, we have the same luck tonight. But uh, all in all, we're gonna watch the track. And and uh, you know, Lernerville fits my driving style again. You know, it'll build a curb and. Um, something we can get up on the wheel and and, and uh, hopefully have a good night does it fit your driving style because it's it's more of a heavier track and plus it's top dominated yeah you know yeah you know Lernerville builds a curb and uh, it, it you get up on the wheel and pound the curb and and um, you know, that's what I like to do you know I like to be on the gas and there's you no know, that's no secret that you know I, I'm a gasser so um, if it slows down, um, you know, Ed's here. Ed's made a lot of laps around here. So um, Ed feels like when it slows down, he, he has something we can put on the car that can uh, can help us get around that too. So um, we're just going to have fun, and, and whatever happens, happens. But uh, I think, you know, Cy having as many laps as he already has here in his young career, and with Ed here, I feel like uh, we can figure something out to, to have some success tonight. How important is qualifying to be? Normally on a week, week, regular night at Lernerville, you pull a pill, you draw, you run your heat race. Much like the Outlaws and, and the All-Stars, uh, time trials are everything. Yeah, you know, um, it, it's not going to be as crucial tonight. You know, they're inverting four, so um, it's not going to be as crucial tonight, but you still don't want to, you don't want to, uh, you know, bury yourself in the back of a heat race and have to race up through there and, and push yourself a little too hard and, and make something, you know, wreck or, you know, have a DNF there in a heat race. So, yeah, I mean, lay down a couple good laps there in qualifying, put yourself in position. And, uh, and then race the format the rest of the night and, and try to put yourself in position there on the first uh, start of the A to, uh, to be able to, to get going. You've already had one win at Lernerville, so I can't, that's already off the bucket list. Because so many people, when you come to Lernerville, the history of this track, it's there. The Eldoras, the Knoxvilles, it's tracks that people want to win at. 
Yeah, you know, Lernerville is pretty cool. I, I grew up, my family's from Western PA. My dad, my dad graduated from New Wilmington High School. My mom graduated from Grove City. And, uh, you know, my grandparents are here tonight. You know, they live in Mercer. So um, to come back to Western PA and race these tracks that I grew up coming to as a, as a child, um, I, I came up here, you know, my whole, you know, child career and, and uh, watched the outlaws here. I was here the night that Sammy hit the push truck. And, and um, you know, there's a lot of history here as, as a kid for me. Um, and to be able to come back here and obviously get a win in 2016 and, and then to come back here and, and be teamed up with Ed Lynch Jr., you know, and, and uh, it's, it's cool, you know, I would have never thought that when I was coming here as a 10 and 12 year old kid, but um, it's cool to come back here and, and see a lot of my family and my, my parents, friends and family uh, from when they grew up and get to see a lot of people when I come up here. So um, we're just going to try to do the best we can and have some fun. We always talk about family, and we talked about that earlier in the interview. How special is it for you to be able to come up and your grandparents be able to watch your race? Yeah, it's pretty neat. You know, my grandparents, uh, when I came up here as a kid, they ran, uh, they had a 358 modified, and they ran, uh, you know, those, you know, modifieds up here. But, um, but yeah, it's cool. You know, I, it's it's something that I didn't think it would ever happen. You know, I was racing as a young kid, 12, 13, 14 back home, and uh, I didn't think I'd be in a 410 sprint car racing around, you know, uh, Western PA, Central PA, and and um, with the with the guys we raced with, so um, it's special. You know, my grandparents are here tonight, along with a lot of my my parents' friends, and um, you know, my my little cousin just walked to the pit. I didn't expect to see her. So um, yeah, it's cool. I mean, it's it's uh, something we get to do maybe once or twice a year, and and uh, we try to have a good time with it. Well, I'd like to thank you for taking time to join us on Wrapping on Racing, and wish you the best of luck tonight at Lernerville. Tomorrow it's Sharon, and Sunday at Tri-City. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Saturday night, racing entertainment. That's what you get every week at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. The 2021 schedule is jam-packed with racing action. It all starts with our five weekly divisions. The Rurik Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models. The Admar Construction Equipment Penn Ohio Pro Stocks. The Hobby Stocks. The Always Safe Traffic Control Young Guns. And the Crawford Auto Repair Four Cylinders. Throughout the season, PPMS hosts several racing series, adding to the racing action. The Rush Dirt Late Model Touring Series. The Falcone's Moon Township Automotive 410 Sprint Summer Series, the Rush Sportsman Modifieds, the Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series, the Rush Wingless Sprints, Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds, and the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. Special events include the Ed Laboon Memorial, the Herb Scott Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Juke George Steel City Classic, and the 33rd Annual Pittsburgher 100. Stay up to date with all the news from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway at ppms.com. On Facebook, it's Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, and on Twitter, it's at PA Motor Speedway. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights.
right, fans, joining us now is Mickey Bannis, 13-year-old driver of a 270-wing micro-sprint, picked up a victory recently at Blanket Hill Speedway. Mickey, good evening. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good, and I thank you for taking the time to be with us. Uh, <clears throat> that black number 69 is very familiar to me because I watched when your grand grandfather and his driver, Gus Linder, were going all over the country with a car looked just like that, and they were winning everywhere. And what made it even more important was they were doing it the hard way. They were running a Ford while everybody else was running a Chevy. So you're carrying on that tradition. Now let's talk about your win. How did that feel? Oh, that felt great. Yeah. Now, it's my understanding you got out in front pretty quick. Was there uh, any issues, anybody trying to... Rub wheels with you. How did the race go? It was a little rough. I had to get past one car, um, you know, and I slowly worked around them, and I passed them out of turn four. Great. Now, prior to this uh, 270-wing micro sprint, uh, I'm guessing you did go-karts. I thought I saw some pictures on Facebook. Mm-hmm. How that, long? Yeah, that, yeah, we've seen uh, some pictures on that. How long were you in the go-karts? I'm in the go-karts for five years. Five years. So your family's got a strong racing background, so I don't have to ask you what made you decide to go racing. But let's talk about maybe, I would guess it's your first win, your most memorable moment in racing. A most memorable moment in racing is winning the first time because we didn't know if, you know, we could win at that point. And whenever we won, it was such a big relief and, you know, it was so so nice. I would have to think a lot of the fans of your grandfather are probably really enjoying the fact that you're carrying on the tradition. Did anybody say anything to you about the paint job and the number? Oh, yes. Everyone uh, says about that. Yeah. Grandpap was very popular, and I saw a lot of their races. And uh, like I said earlier, very successful. How about your most embarrassing moment, whether it was in a go-kart or in a micro? My most embarrassing moment in racing is probably when I was at Slipper Rock in my cart, and I didn't go over the scales and got disqualified. I think that's happened to most drivers, so... I wouldn't worry about that. Now, other than your grandpa's driver, uh, in today's racing, do you have a favorite driver? Yeah, I like Kyle Larson because he is pretty crazy. He wins everything. I mean, last weekend he won a sprint car race. He won a late model race. He won a, a, a cup race. And then he came back and won another sprint car race. The guys in sprint car racing wish he'd just stay in NASCAR and leave them alone because I think he can win in anything. Yeah, that's what I like about him. And I also like Tim Schaefer, too. Tim Schaefer, the Steel City Outlaw. That's a good one. Have, have you ever been to Schaefer's track? I have been, yeah. Good. Well, fans, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Mickey Bannis, uh, third generation uh, of the Bannis family, and carrying on the tradition of Grandpap with the Black 69. Now, if we look ahead to the future, obviously you want to win some races. But what would your fantasy be in the future? My fantasy in the future 
would probably be racing a big sprint car. That would be perfect. And if it was a black 69, it would it couldn't get any better than that. Now, uh, I, I understand you don't have any sponsors, but if somebody would like to get involved and sponsor you, they could get in touch with me at Rappin' on Racing, and I would forward the information to you. How does that sound? Oh, that would be great. Well, we'll see what we can do about that. Now, do you have a pit crew, or is it uh, mostly family? Yeah, it's mostly family. And what is, uh, what's Grandma's job? Is she in charge of the whole operation? She cleans tires. Yeah. My, my dad pretty much sets me straight in the head. Well, you know, your grandma, her uh, family was involved in racing for a long time because her dad used to sell racing papers at the track. And I think I met your grandmother and her two brothers at South Park when I wasn't a whole lot older than you are. But uh, the history goes way back with my friendship with grandma now how about uh we said the crew is family okay when we when you were in the carts uh any championships or any special uh victories yeah i have eight championships wins and um i have 59 wins that's impressive for a young guy that is very impressive well we're coming up on a commercial break is there anything that we need to cover that we didn't mention and is there anyone you'd like to thank? I'd really like to thank uh, Dave Matheny for helping us win, pretty much. He, t- he taught us everything that we need to know about that sprint car. And I just want to thank my dad. Um, and, yeah. Yeah, and I really want to thank my grandma, too. Okay. Well, Mickey, I'm looking forward to a pretty bright future for this driver of this black number 69, I want to thank you for being with us tonight and hope to see you at the track. Okay, you too. Thanks for tuning in to Rapping on Racing. I'm Lenny Baticki. Coming up next, a recording we did for PRN's At the Track. Check it out. Welcome back to PRN's At the Track. Joining us now on the ProFabrication.com hotline, one of the late model rising stars in dirt racing, and really, he's already there. Hudson O'Neill wins the Show Me 100 out in Missouri last weekend. He's won a bunch of times. I think one of the interesting things, Hudson, before we get into the actual racing side of it, is you're from Indiana, your team's from Tennessee, and since you guys have come together, the wins have really started to rattle off. Roger Sellers, Dustin Dunlap, that whole bunch there. What's been the chemistry, and and how does this work uh, with you uh, on one side of the Appalachians and those cats on the other? Well, uh, you know, I've, I've relocated a little bit, you know, I've, I've came to Tennessee and, uh, have moved down here and I'm down here probably about, uh, a little over probably 85, 90% of the time, you know, I go home occasionally and, uh, you know, I think the biggest thing is, is just the chemistry, you know, uh, I have three great guys behind me, uh, Eric Weber, Trevor Crittenden and, uh, Mason Bivard. Uh, they all they all do a great job and and they they really make my job easy you know but between the four of us on the race car we all just seem to get along really good and the chemistry's there and and it didn't take as long to uh 
you know, to start running pretty decent. So I think uh, a lot of it's just us all getting along and all of us having a good time. And, uh, you know, I think it just all the, the runs fall into place. Hudson O'Neill on the ProFabrication.com hotline. Just this close to saying y'all since he's now in Tennessee. We'll get him, <laughs> we'll get him southernized all the way there. But uh, wins the Show Me 100 uh, last weekend. One really huge, gigantic, uh, historic race. Uh, you mentioned those three guys. Uh, when do you think... Uh, this this all gelled and and sometimes it's not a win you know like you had at Atomic or Eldor earlier it might be something you ran fourth but all of a sudden ah everybody was on the same page on how to fix it and start getting those wins do you remember when that moment happened when everybody got together I don't really think there was a specific moment um you know we where we went to Florida you know you get pretty broke in if you start with a new team the first thing you do is you go to Florida for speed weeks for three weeks. So it's <laughs> yeah. kind of, uh, so they, they don't really give you a period of time to kind of get to know each other or get, uh, you know, get just, uh, synchronized and everything. They just throw you right into it. So, uh, you know, it's kind of just been a, uh, a whirlwind of a year. You know what I mean? We just kind of, we've been going and, uh, just trying to, you know, do it, do it as we please. And, uh, you know, just play everything by ear and, and I think that, uh, you know, whenever we first got started, we all got along really, really well. And, uh, um, you know, everything's just worked out great. And I don't think there was a specific moment where we realized we all gelled. I think it happened from the beginning. You know, I think I I came in with a fresh mindset of, uh, you know, everybody has a job and, you know, nobody's less important than the other person. And this whole team wouldn't make it work without each and every one of them. So it's just kind of a, uh, you know, everybody's got a everybody's got a respect for each other and, I think that's the most important thing. Well, the driver's uh, holding up his end. Uh, Hudson O'Neill, Double Down Motorsports, winner of the Show Me 100 last weekend in Missouri, taking that victory back to uh, the, the Tennessee base for his team. Uh, uh, before you won uh, back in 2014, a guy named Don O'Neill uh, also won your father. Can you remember what it was like watching him uh, get that and, and win that race? What was that like from the, the son perspective? Well, I'll tell you what, and uh, this is kind of a, a cool little fun fact. Uh, th- th- whenever my dad wanted to show me 100 back in 2014, that night I made my dirt weight model debut uh, in a in a dirt weight model. So that was that's a pretty cool little statistic, you know. And uh, I think that it's uh, you know something I'll never forget. And I remember whenever my dad won, I was on the racetrack because our features were about the same time, and and uh, come to come to find out. You know, uh, whenever I got off the racetrack, I, you know, they told me my dad had won or whatever. And, and, uh, and then, you know, my dad's calling me and I'm saying, well, congratulations. And he's not even answering any of my questions about his win. You know, he's asking me how, how mine went and what I thought and everything. So he was a little bit more concerned about me than he was winning the race. So, so that was, uh, you know, that was just a pretty cool moment and a pretty awesome deal. And, uh, you know, I think it just kind of shows, you know, how much my dad's invested in my career and, you know, how much he cares. And it's uh, amazing to have a father like that. But, a but great, yeah, you a know, I was, racing family. Uh, your, your grandfather raced as well, right? Yes, 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 yep. he did. Third, third generation racer, Hudson O'Neill on the ProFabrication.com hotline. ProFabrication, headers, exhaust, all the parts and pieces that go with it. Just a click of a mouse away at ProFabrication.com. So you get to strap in this year and you're, you're out there and you end up taking the win 
at uh, Wheatland, Missouri, Lucas Oil Speedway, just beautiful place uh, out there and the event and all the, the pageantry and, as we said, the history that goes with it. What was it like when you came across the line and got that victory? Was Dad there or did you have to get on the phone and uh, talk to him? What, what was the communication like when you finally connected? Yeah, unfortunately, he wasn't there. You know, I think that was the worst. That was the worst part of all of it. My dad wasn't there to share it with me. But no, as soon as uh, as soon as I, w- I got off the front stretch, you know, I called him and and uh, he was happy and excited and probably just as happy as I was. So that was a pretty cool deal for both of us. And, uh, you know, it was uh, it was just an awesome feeling whenever whenever you get the white flag at a race like that, and you know, um, you know, you look at your signal guy and he's kind of telling you have a little bit of a lead. It's it's uh, you know, it's uh, it's everything you can do to just not, you know, smile. You know what I mean? It's a pretty it's a pretty awesome deal whenever you can win any race, not even just a show me 100, but any race with the Lucas Oil guys. Everybody's so toughed out around anymore. And, and uh, anytime you can get a win or get or even a win like that, you know, it's just so, so special. And, uh, you know, whenever I cross that finish line, I couldn't help but to celebrate. You know what I mean? I pumping the fist and screaming and yelling and everything else. Uh, you know, it, it's just it's just an awesome feeling and something you'll never forget. And, and it's hard to believe that you can ever match a feeling like that again. Hudson O'Neill on the ProFabrication.com hotline chatting about his win last weekend at the Show Me 100. Third generation racer. We've got about 45 seconds. You head off to uh, the Dream at Eldora, I would guess. Uh, how pumped are you to get up there and uh, try to snag that big win? I am. It's going to be a real good event. Uh, you know, we've never been to Eldora and race for four days, let alone two dreams. Uh, you know, there's uh, somebody can have the possibility of carrying a quarter of a million dollars out of that place. So that's a pretty that's a pretty awesome feat, you know, and uh, something to, something to strive for. So, uh, you know, if you can just go up there and get one of those, that's a pretty it'll be a pretty good weekend if you can just win one of them. So our plan is just go up there, have uh, have some decent runs, try and be competitive. And that's all we can hope for. Hudson O'Neill, winner of the Show Me 100 and looking to make it a dream double for Double Down Motorsports. Hudson, thanks. Fans, stay with us. We'll be right back. I want to tell you a little bit about the On Point Beer Distributor. You know, they're kind of excited. They're providing Butler and the surrounding areas with some great service and even better beer. Why don't you stop by and check out their selection? They can't wait to meet you. They're only nine miles from Lernerville Speedway, a great place to pick up beer on the way to the track. The customers say it's wonderful and friendly service. They highly recommend the place. On Point Beer is located at 154 Freeport Road, only minutes from Lernerville Speedway. If you like the good service and the good beer, stop in and say hello. If you want to call ahead, their number is 724-285-6298. It's owned and operated by a veteran, a former Marine. Stop in and see what they have. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. 
If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A. J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C. J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Howie Bayless. Jacob, congratulations. First win here at Latrobe. Not your first start. I know you were here earlier last year. And I'll tell you what, this number four was just hooked up and on a rail tonight. Actually, this is the first time this car's ever hit the track. Uh, last time we came here, it rained out. We stayed out there for a little bit, and they called it, and we went home. So I actually can't complain. Won the heat race, won the feature. And I'll tell you what, not your first win with the Laurel Highlands, but what are some of the differences between this and, uh, I don't want to say a full out, full 10 sprint, 410, but is there any difference like chassis or suspension-wise? Uh, suspension and chassis, it's all the same. We actually have some 410 stuff. Can't keep the motors together, so it's more common and cool for us to do this. I'm out of money. And at least we're going to recoup some money coming down here. Jacob, how was the track tonight? I mean, first time we had a sprint car race here all year. And it looked like for you guys, it was really very favorable conditions. Yeah, it's good. I like it a little choppy. It really wasn't that choppy. I got up a little high there in three. It's kind of choppy. I liked it. So I ran that line every time and it seemed to be fast. Now's a chance for you to go ahead and thank all your sponsors and pit crew. Uh, signature design or signature property, uh, Showtime Designs, Shaga Real Estate, Troy McGregor Excavating, uh, Showtime, I said, uh, Sugar Creek Towing. Uh, thank Evan, he came down with us today. Me and Laurel uh, worked on a car all week and got it ready, and we actually weren't going to come. Uh, trailer door fell down on Interstate 79 halfway here, and I was ready to turn home right then. So we strapped it up with some ratchet straps and all end up coming down. Right, fans, give it a round of applause. First career win here at Lake Trobe. For Jacob Gamala. Toma's Meat Market is a full-service, old-fashioned butcher shop and meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania, where they've been for over 50 years. They hand-select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. At Toma's, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party, a company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foil chafer pans. Just heat them and eat them. Please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Toma's Meat Market, located at 748 Dinner Bell Road in Saxonburg, PA. For additional information, please give them a call at 724-352-2020. That's 724-352-2020. Dad, Grandpa, all here to welcome the Field Ott Motorsports team to Victory Lane. Michael, congratulations. 
second career win. I'll tell you what, you're adapting pretty well to these big tracks. Yeah, thank you. Uh, these Penske shocks on this car just turned my racing program from, you know, good to, you know, we're getting really good. And I, I really, it's the shocks, man. That's, that's the main thing on this car. You know, everybody says how important the shocks are, but you also have to have the crew. And it's, you almost have to have a shock expert on these cars. So many adjustments. And if you're just one click off, you can be a hero one minute and a zero the next. Oh, yeah, that's how we were in the heat race. We were absolutely awful. I mean, that car was pushing like a dump truck. And I went in and I says, I don't care what we got to do. Free this car up because a loose car is faster than a tight car. I said, I'll just make adjustment with the brakes if it's too loose. And I think we made the perfect adjustment because that car was absolutely phenomenal tonight. Now, you missed a heck of a battle. He got a flat tire. Michael Doritsky got a flat. He came back out, got up to third. And uh, if you send out Christmas cards, you might want to send one out to Jeff Ferguson because it looked like Doritsky had the momentum building that he was going to catch you. But I'll tell you what, I've never seen a wider rocket than Jeff Ferguson. He uses every inch of this track. And that enabled you to hit your marks and pull out to that big lead. Yeah, I raced with Michael a long time. You know, he's a hell of a driver. Uh, I know when he's behind me, I know he's going to be pressuring me, and I know I can't mess up, you know, because he is. He's a great driver, and uh, he just puts pressure on me, but it also makes me better as a driver also to push myself to try to do stuff that I didn't think that I could do. Hey, now's a chance for you to go ahead and thank everybody who helped make this Field Ought Motorsports number 21 laser chassis with Penske Shocks, a feature winner tonight. Uh, first of all, I'd like to give a huge shout-out to Mark Smith. Uh, he's out of the hospital. They were bringing him home today. So I'm going to dedicate this win to him. Uh, all the guys at MS Shock Therapy, uh, my dad, my pap, my wife Chelsea, my cousin Sammy. Uh, also, I'd like to thank Gary's Auto Sales, DSA, Stoystown Auto Wreckers, uh, Martellus Pharmacies, Ridge Recycling, Fox Tree Service, uh, State Farm, uh, Nationwide Barry Malutnik, uh, and just everybody else, Ingram Race Engines, Hoosier Tires. I mean, everybody who helps out on this car to, you know, do let us do what we do. Uh, can't thank them enough. And how about the track tonight? Looked like anywhere you needed to go. You weren't even pushing her up to the wall. You're running about midway down the track and still had ultimate traction. Yeah, uh, that one lap, the, I think it was the first lap of the race, I got up real high over there. I thought I was going to end up out in the parking lot somewhere. I figured I ain't doing that again. There was nothing up there. So then I just started to move down. And this car works great off the bottom. There's a lot of traction. This car's a ton of drive. Proudly presented Rapping on Racing, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program was brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States. Have a great week and be sure to tune in next Monday for another installment of Rapping on Racing. Stand on it.